And we're back with another Promoting Parenting episode. We are going to be finishing up our last uh, episode in the series on internet safety for your children. And this is going to be a little bit of a different episode because my lovely wife is not here for this one because I went on the road outside of the studio and we got a great interview with Phil Graves. He has a lot of information and a lot of expertise in the realms of internet safety. It was an honor to sit down with him and to talk with him, and I learned a lot. Hopefully, uh, you will as well, and uh, we will have a great time um, listening to him. Okay, we are here, and I am Tommy, as you all know, and Mary is not here today because we are kind of off location in my office, different time, because I'm here with Phil Graves, and he's very smart. He's not as uh, pretty as Mary, but... <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only online. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, only online is he. Um, but yeah, so he's here, and we are uh, continuing our series on... Uh, internet safety and the reason why I have Phil here is not only is he a dad at Cross Life and he is also um, he serves in the children's ministry he also is a um, is it the technical term is the deputy right the de- it... deputy but detective would be okay, the job detective. title sure. okay, yeah um, for uh, Orange County yep and so I'm gonna let him describe kind of what he does and then uh, we'll get more into the podcast. So kind of relating, unrelating to this, but somewhat relating to this, uh, my day-to-day job is with our sexual offender surveillance unit. Orange County is number one in something, and that is the number of sexual offenders in the central Florida area, definitely, and within the state of Florida even, uh, like number three in the country. So we have just under 3,000 sexual offenders. So oh, nice. I get to deal with all the east side guys. Um, the... Uh, on a side job from that, because I've been doing this since I started doing it back in 2007. So not I didn't start the task force. I'm not that good. But the uh, task force was already started. But back then, if you think back to 2000, 2007, I don't know what you were doing in 2007. I was 16. Yeah. So 16, you were probably <laughs> the one that I was helping to to save from these horrible yeah. gentlemen out there. But the 2007, I don't even know if you were doing this back then, but it was kind of in the AOL, Yahoo, yeah. chat room days. Yeah. Um, and that's where we would find all our fish so you would literally log in sit with a profile do absolutely nothing and just just like you're fishing but unfortunately it was like a stocked lake so right. we would sit there and just our computer screen would just get completely filled within a couple minutes of guys wanting to chat with me posing as usually a 14 year old or 13 year old female something like that um, so it was just uh eye-opening from the beginning like right. I, I never expected it to be like that big i guess you can say um 200 300 plus cases later um arrests later um and times have changed so mm-hmm. you know chat rooms aren't really a thing anymore now in a sense they're sort of disguised as apps so dating apps social apps things like that um there was a break in there where craigslist was huge where people were like hooking up craigslist and they got too much pressure and kind of shut down their social side of things mm-hmm. uh, for good reasons and then uh, now it's still, like I said, it's mostly dating apps and social apps. And and yes, kids are all over those. Um, 
and that's the danger we see. So we right. get, it was kind of our way back then. Um, at the time I was working with our sex crimes unit and there was always reactive. We we're always reactive to cases. This is our way to be a little bit proactive to go out there and actually kind of hopefully hunt these guys down. I always keep saying guys, cause it's 99.999% guys that are doing right. this. As I say all the time, guys are, guys are jerks. Right. And, uh, and, and I'm sure you know that cause you're yeah. a guy. Yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and, that was our way to find these guys or hopefully find at least a, a small percentage of these guys before they would actually find like the real life 13, 14 year old or younger, right. that type of scenario. So that's where it all started back then yeah. and uh, kind of broke my, you know, got my feet wet in that world, I guess. Is it easier? So was it easier back then? I mean, that was a little over 10 years ago or is it easier now for it's, catfishing? And it's, it's much harder for us now okay. um, because technology's caught up. So if you think back then, if you can remember that far back, um, not everybody had or very few people had video, you know, capabilities. Right. So, you know, if you had a, a computer at your house, it was still probably a desktop and right. it's a random chance that you may have a webcam, you know, and uh, I had many webcams mailed to me from these guys because they just wanted me on webcam. So nowadays, everything has a webcam. So your phones, your computers, your laptops, your tablets, everything. So it's harder now for us to right. pose as that child, unfortunately, right. um, to kind of step between them. But there's definitely just as many, in a sense, perps or bad guys out there posing or, or going out there to try to find a child. But the yeah. problem is, is it makes it tougher for us to pose as that child. Right. So is there apps and social media where, because I mean... Our kids are going to be on them, especially when they get into uh, teenage teenage years. And as the parent, you can decide when they're old enough to do something or whatnot. But are there ones that are definitely stay away from or stuff, these are okay, these are really bad, or is it kind of just the same across the board? I think the normal ones that you know most teenagers are going to use is going to be like your Instagram, your Snapchat. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess, uh, TikTok, those types yeah. of things, any of those can be bad. Um, in a sense, it's the, the thing that makes it dangerous is how accessible they make themselves. Okay. So I see, cause I have teenagers at home. I see time and time again, where their friends have just these wide open accounts. Anybody can get into them. Any company can access them. I don't even have to befriend them cause I can see everything they're doing and posting. Right. Um, and that's what makes it dangerous, where the accounts really should be private, locked down as much as possible. Even my personal one, I pretty much lock it down as much as I can. So usually only friends can see it. I'm very conscious of who's tagging me and things uh, because I know that opens it up to a much wider audience. Um, so they have to be careful with that. I think the best thing I usually tell parents is lock the accounts down as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And then the friends they have should be friends they really have. So if you have that kid in school who's got, you know, a small group of friends, maybe five friends, but online they have 600 friends, there's something wrong there. You know, it doesn't equate. So obviously they're putting themselves out there way too much. They're searching way too much for that contact. And there could be a lot of psychological reasons behind that, but that opens that door for these other individuals to come in and, and, and prey on them. If that right. makes sense. So if giving advice to a parent maybe that has like 
a third grader or fourth grader and their kids are starting to get to the point where they're going to want a phone and, and they're going to want different things. And even a parent, maybe with a sixth grader or seventh grader where they haven't, they haven't gotten a phone or what would you, what advice would you give them? Um, how would you start? Like, well, how would you give them advice for them starting out with their children in that, in that world? I think the big thing is, and we've, done it and obviously you know nobody's perfect we're far from it but i think the key what we haven't had an issue with um more attitude wise is we've set the ground rules from the beginning so when they were young and they were playing on the tablets and the gaming systems and stuff it was always where we were so Mm -hmm. the devices were in the living room in the kitchen area um our house is kind of designed a little different so we kind of mostly congregate in those two rooms Mm -hmm. and they're very much joined um most people have a great room so like it's you know, everything's done there. They're not allowed to bring their phones in the bedroom. Uh, they're not allowed to have those computers in the bedroom, things like that. Um, that kind of takes that, um, I mean, they're teenagers or they're going to be teenagers. Yeah. So it, it takes that want to be secretive or that ability to be secretive a little bit, makes it a little bit tougher. But from the beginning, it was like that. So setting the ground rules early, mm-hmm. um, knowing them, knowing that or having them know that we're going to check what they're doing. We're going to check their histories. We're going to read their text messages from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and as they get older, it's just expected. Uh, now we don't do it quite as obvious, but mm-hmm. we'll do it kind of backdoorish, you know, <laughs> and spy on them. Um, and it, whether they know or not, I don't know, but they, it's just always been known that device is ours. It's not theirs. You know, they don't have a right to it. It's ours to give right. them rights to it. Um, and that helps for at least personally, just because you've always had that ground rule. It's just what they've yeah. known and what they've expected. Um, parents are always wanting to like take things from them or keep things from them because it's dangerous. But you know, today's world technology is in everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we're doing a podcast. I mean, right. it's like technology changes constantly. What's popular changes constantly. What you need for work is constantly changing. Um, so the days of trying to hide them away from these things, yeah, it's almost like you really can't because they're going to need those tools throughout their life. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be playing a catch-up game later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just trying to find a way to make it uh, as safe as possible. I mean, right. they're going to come across these things. I mean, as sad as it is, I say this to parents all the time, it's not of like keeping it away from them. It's knowing what's going to happen when it does happen or how to approach them. And are they going to feel comfortable coming to you once this person approaches them or their friend sends them the wrong picture or hopefully they don't send the wrong pictures back that, right. and how you approach it and, and how they react to it. Right. Like we've been kind of saying through the series that the goal is to, at one point, they're not going to, you're not going to be around. So yes. when they're either in college or they're off on their own, they're watching a show or on social media or they like start chatting with someone online or whatever it might be that we give them the ability to train them to go mm, red flag. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be watching this. Uh, I think we're going to stop. Yeah. And to have that, have them do that on their own capability without the parents constant, like looking over their shoulder, telling them not to and them not realizing the reason why. Yeah. Like yeah, I completely agree. And I'm with sense like training them, you know, just like you would anything yeah. like you should make your bed every day. Um, if you're, if you do or don't, <laughs> you know, know how to cook. I mean, the basics of life and realistically, internet, 
you know, in a sense, internet safety or internet being responsible online is something we should be training them from right. the beginning. Because right? it's just, and it's going to be even completely different by time, you know, they're our age. I mean, I can't imagine right. what it's going to be like then. So you, you, you touched base on it a little bit, uh, having phones and, and media kind of in the, the congregation rooms, like the living rooms, the kitchens, the, the you know, necessarily not having it where it's like closed doors where it's just them. What are some other things that you've done that um, to, to, to protect your kids, to watch over them, um, but yet at the same time, understanding that making them Amish is not the, the right thing either, if unless you're Amish. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know that I've seen the, the different applications where you can look on their phone and, and everything like that. So there's a, a little bit about that. Yeah, there's a lot of good apps out there, and I never recommend one because everybody's online experience is different. Some kids are really just glued to their phone and that's it. Um, some are still, you know, they're gaming or they're on a laptop more for school yeah. or whatever. Or, you know, especially if you have an Apple device, they're all kind of blend together. So every program like that, some do better, say, just on phones and they'll touch a little on laptops. Some go across the board. Some don't touch, you know, one thing over the other. What I tell people is talk to other parents, mm-hmm. see what they use. Um, and then most of those services have like a 14 day or 30 day trial try them out and see what's easiest because some are just not easy to use period or it captures way too much. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, it almost like harms the device in a sense, slows mm-hmm. it down. And so I would say the biggest thing is just speak to other people, other parents, what they're using and, and don't be scared also to talk to your own providers because mm-hmm. like T-Mobile will have certain programs that are free. Um, Apple devices have a lot of stuff just built in and I'm not you know saying Apple's better. I'm just so used to Apple. Um, so talk to your own phone provider because why pay, you know, 30 plus dollars a month when it just comes free with the service. Right. Um, like we generally, most of everything our kids are using is like my wife can see it. She's used the one that's like, right. to, to be honest, she's the one that's really checking up on every like, and she'll come to me and mm-hmm. like mention this is what's happening in the world of the teenage years. Um, but she'll, she'll like, she'll read the text messages. She'll see all the social media. So our rule is basically if, if you have a friend online, we want to be friends with them online too. Right. So we can just kind of see who, who you're friends with and, and her friends know this and yeah, you know, whether and she can play out, I'll, I'll be the cool mom, but realistically she's just doing it to protect her and, and right. realistically her friends. Um, but it, it, I, I wouldn't recommend one program over another. Just right. have something. Um, yeah. Have something that you so you can be secretive about what they're doing. You right. know, because I mean, just like you and I, we all have secrets. You know, yeah. and um, if people got on their phones, they'd probably be you know somewhat surprised what they could find there too. Um, or you know, maybe they think I just look up cop stuff all day. Well, right. I, no, I really don't. Like if yeah. you got a TikTok's the worst one. Like if you got yeah. on somebody's TikTok stream, you're gonna see what their interests are. You're gonna right. see like a bunch of you know, like shopping stuff and like Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. that's, that's all you're going to see streaming. And it's the same way. If you get a picture of what they're doing online behind the scenes, it kind of right. gives you an idea of what their interests are in life. Cool. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. And it's just really accountability. You know, you're protecting your kid, but yep. when they get older, they should be accountability, even on your own devices. Yep. Like I have accountability with my wife and, Yep. and vice versa and we know all our search history together and everything like that it's just kind of smart to do it that way definitely 
Well, thank you so much for uh, coming out and uh, uh, talking with me. And I hope that uh, the listeners, um, I know the listeners enjoyed it because I, I did. So if you want more information on the church, uh, you can go to crosslifechurch.com. And also, if you have a kindergarten first grader, you will see uh, <laughs> Phil Graves, Mr. Phil, uh, on Sunday mornings because he does our K through first worship and he does a great job at that. So, Love doing uh, it. yeah, when you when you come out, make sure you say hi to him. All right. That's all we have. Have a great day. Goodbye.